0: Well, if you have your Bibles, turn back to the Resurrection Classic, and um, we're just going to take a few minutes. Uh, tonight, I was experiencing some sharp pains a while ago, shortness of breath, and I thought I was going to turn this over to Jason, so if I do flake out during this message, I want him to finish this outline, because it's on my heart, so uh, uh, so he'll be praying extra time, extra hard, I guarantee you, amen. Amen. Uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 20 through 26, and I'll be a little laid back tonight just for precautionary reasons. You just never know. It might have been that Mexican food I had for Easter, amen, and I've been chasing rabbits and eggs all afternoon, not really. Me and Connie's just been by herself all day and just lonely, and nobody invited us over to eat or nothing, so we've just been so lonely, but uh, we'll get over it, and so God bless y'all. But anyway, uh, f- uh, we did have a good time at uh, Flaco's, which means skinny. And I don't know why anybody would name a Mexican ro- restaurant El Flaco, skinny. Amen. And so anyway, uh, it's it's it was all right. <clears throat> but it might be working on me right now. Amen. <laughs> but look at verse 20. Let's stand on the word of God. Wasn't that good singing? Amen. Boys, I'm glad that y'all had that song on your heart. And uh glad you walked in here so we could hear it it says but now thank god all this if stuff's got to go down the drain and uh, if christ be preached if christ be not risen and we talked about it this morning or preached on it about the our faith is vain our preaching's vain and we're most miserable but but now thank god <clears throat> in christ is christ risen from the dead and become the first fruits of them that sleep since by man came death, by man came also resurrection of the dead. For as in Adam all died, <clears throat> even so in Christ shall all be made alive. Amen. <clears throat> but every man, in his own order, Christ the first fruits, and after is they that are Christ at his coming. Then cometh the end, when he shall have delivered up the kingdom to God, even the Father when he shall have put down all rule and all authority and power, for he must reign till he hath put all enemies under his feet. And it says in verse 26, the last enemy that shall be destroyed is death. You may be seated as I pray, and please pray for me as I preach for just a few minutes. Father, thank you for the good testimony from Brother Austin. Thank you for sparing his life. Uh, and thank you, dear God, for Brother Jeremy and Brother Kevin. I pray that you'd bless them as they teach. Uh, and Miss uh, Rebecca and Miss Corley at orientation this week. I pray, God, you'd uh, use them in a special way to prepare the hearts of these young missionaries uh, to not quit and to be faithful, just be good Christians. And Lord, I thank you, dear God, for um, the testimony of this church that we're not settling. For just reaching this community, but God, we want to reach the world, and thank you for the offering today. And I pray, God, you'd multiply it in the weeks to come, but Lord, we just thank you for your presence. Thank you for your power, and thank you for Calvary, and Lord, thank you for receiving it at the empty tomb, and Lord, we know you're God, and there is no other God, and Lord, we know you're a mighty God, you even conquered death for us, and so Lord, help us to live and breathe in freedom, because we know the living God. We'll thank you and praise you and help us as we preach. In Jesus' name, amen. I want to give you some blessed assurances tonight out of this chapter, and I plan on preaching this whole chapter, every verse. So it's a series. It just started this morning, and so we don't know how long. I don't believe they ought to be celebrating Easter just or resurrection one time a year. I believe we ought to celebrate every time we come on the Lord's Day. A lot of people debate when the Lord was crucified. Some say Thursday, some say Wednesday, some say Friday. Uh, you know, it's going to mess up the Good Friday if we say it's Thursday or Wednesday. But folks, it doesn't really matter. This, he did. He 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 uh, he was crucified. And what matters is not if we accept that. Even what mattered was that God was satisfied. God was satisfied. So I want you to look at the word first fruits. And folks, I want to tell you something, that is our guarantee, that is our assurance. Uh, I love to know that I know that I know that I'm saved. And folks, I believe it's blessed assurance that Jesus is mine, oh, what a foretaste of glory divine. And so I want to give you just a few things out of this chapter, and uh, it'll be a lot of topical, and I'll just give you a few. Um, But the resurrection is the foundation and doctrine of the church. Uh, it's the mainspring of Christian living. Folks, it's, it's a leverage of power that will move the world. It's a link into, that unites us to, the, to be, all believers that are in Christ. It's a historical truth. It's a personal fact. But I want to make this point tonight because I'm, I'm supposed to preach this, it is finished. Thank God for that psalm. John 19, 30, the sixth utterance of the cross. He said, it is finished. And, folks, he wasn't finished. The work of God was finished as far as our salvation being bought. The Latin equivalent is consummatum, and the Greek word is teletasia, which means paid in full. Amen. He was really screaming out, crying out in victory. By the way, he even said, I thirst, so they'd wet his mouth with that vinegar. He would not take the opiate. Thank God. He didn't want to be numb. He didn't want to be, have no narcotics in his life. Let's preach against that a little while. But I want to tell you something, friend. He wanted to be aware of what he's doing completely. And th- folks, he, they wet his lips and he cried a great cry. It is finished. So first of all, I want you to know the resurrection assures us and it's a divine declaration that the atonement on our behalf by the Lord Jesus Christ is accepted. Amen? It's accepted. Uh, when Jesus was being baptized, the God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit showed up. And God the Father voiced from heaven, this is my beloved Son in whom I'm well pleased. You know why he was well pleased? Because he set his face towards Calvary. He didn't turn to the left or the right. And as Isaiah said about 800 uh, years before he was even born, he set his face like a flint towards Calvary. Say amen right there, folks. I'm gonna tell you something. I'm glad Jesus didn't come down. I'm glad he finished the work. I'm glad he had the uh, strength to cry out, it is finished, and I'm gonna tell you something. The first importance is God was satisfied with Calvary. The resurrection says, I accept this death in your place. Folks, I accept this payment. It's not the uh, does God accept him, or excuse me, but folks, the virtue of life is this and the value of the death is this, is that it was accepted as an atonement for our sin. Whether you accept it or not, God accepted it. And if it's good enough for God, it ought to be good enough for you, say amen. And folks, when he said it is finished, there's no proof that it was finished except three days later. Three days later, God in his resurrection demonstrated that the life which Christ lived was perfect enough, that he was the Lamb of God, that the blood is enough, thank God. And folks, his sacrifice is enough. And thank God, thank God, he laid down a complete and acceptable, satisfying sacrifice, sufficient sacrifice for us. John 8, verse 29, the Bible says, and he that sent me, is with me. The Father has not left me alone, for I do always those things that please Him. That's why His prayers were always answered. First John three twenty two. We can have our prayers answered because we know that we are we please the Father. Amen. It's God's will. But I want you to turn to Isaiah chapter fifty three. You knew I'd get there sooner or later. In verse ten, please Isaiah fifty three and verse ten. What a great great promise here. What a great receipt that the, that, that the empty tomb is saying, yes, it is finished. Yes, Calvary's blood is enough. Yes, the Lamb of God is the perfect Lamb of God, and there's no other sacrifice. And folks, people slosh through the blood of Jesus with their little religious acts, their baptism, their catechism, their, their Lord's Supper, trying to get good enough to be saved. Folks, you'll never get good enough because there's not a ladder to heaven, there's a cross to heaven, and God said, I accept that offering. Look at verse 10, Isaiah 53. It says, yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him. Say amen. Keep me awake if you're not awake, amen. It says, yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him. He hath put him to grief. When thou shalt make his soul an offering for sin, He shall see his seed. And folks, that seed was planted, and praise God, the first fruit is going to produce many fruits. And he said he shall prolong his days. That's the resurrection. And the pleasure of the Lord shall prosper in his hands. Look at verse 11. He shall see the travail of his soul and shall be what? Satisfied. By his knowledge shall my righteous servant justify many for he shall bear their iniquities. Thank God, friend, the resurrection is my blessed assurance that the atonement on my behalf, on our behalf, is accepted by God, amen? What a blessing, what a blessing, folks. Oh, folks, it is finished, but he was not finished because three days later, He said, all that I did and all that I paid was enough. Thank God for that. If it's for by grace are we saved. Plus nothing, minus nothing, as Dr. Lee Robinson used to preach many times here. Number two, real quick, just going to give you a few. His resurrection makes possible our wonderful new union with God through redemption. You know, I'm part of the family of God. I'm his child. I don't have that verse written down, but look at John 1.12, please. John 1.12. The Bible says this. It says that he has given us power. To do what? But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, folks, even to them that believe on his name, which were, not, uh, not, were born not of blood, nor the will of the flesh, nor the will of man, but of God. Why? Why? Verse 14 says this, and the word was made flesh and dwelt among us. And beheld, I beheld his glory, the glory as the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Folks, I want to tell you something. Jesus came to us when we couldn't come to him. And folks, folks, in the, by incarnation, we're linked, we link God with human nature. But let me say this: by the resurrection. He has linked our human nature with God. There's no other way. Thank God there's no way to be part of the body of Christ and part of the living God and part of the family of God and be a son of God except by the death, the burial, and the resurrection. He was carried, folks, he was carried uh, to that cross, but he laid down his life. And, folks, he represents. Uh, the the opportunity of a lifetime, and that's to be his child. Ephesians, uh, excuse me, Hebrews chapter 6, please. Hebrews chapter 6 and verse 17, some wonderful verses. It says, wherein God willing more abundantly to show unto the heirs of the promise, that's us, the immutability of his counsel. God is not a liar, say amen. His word is enough. Confirmed it by an oath. Look at verse 18, Hebrews 6, you with me? That by two immutable things in which it was impossible for God to lie, we might have a strong consolation having fled for refuge to lay hold upon the hope set before us. Now here's verse 19. This ought to make a dead Methodist shout. It says in verse 19, it says, which hope we have as an anchor to our soul, both sure and steadfast, and which entereth into that within the veil. Whether the forerunner is for us entered, even Jesus made a high priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. Next door in Hebrews 7, verse 25, says, Wherefore he is able also to save to him the uttermost that come unto God by him, seeing he ever liveth to make intercession for us. Folks, I'm already there, and so are you. Praise God, I'm gonna tell you something, the body can't drown as long as the head's above the water. And I wanna tell you something, my head is in heaven. My anchor is in heaven. I don't anchor down here to the rocks of, uh, the pebbles of, of uh, religion and good works and, and, and things that I can do. My anchor is in Jesus. And thank God, friend, I'm already in heaven. I'm a citizen of heaven. Look at Ephesians chapter two real quick. Ephesians chapter two. I'm feeling better now. I think I'll preach a while. But anyway, look at at, uh, Ephesians chapter 2, and I want you to look at uh, a wonderful verse. Uh, I believe it's right in the middle of the chapter. Yes, it is. It says, but God. I'm glad God sends some divine conjunctions in our life. And folks, salvation is but God. He intercepted your deadness, brought you and quickened you to life because he's the first fruit. You can have assurance. One day you're gonna be with him, but you're with him now. It says, but God, who is rich in mercy, for his great love wherein he loved us, even when we were dead in sins, hath quickened us together with Christ. By grace are you saved, and has raised us up together, listen, made us to sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. That is the ages to come he might show the exceeding riches of his grace to his kindness towards us through Christ Jesus, for by grace are you saved through faith. Not of yourselves as a gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. And it goes on to say, We're his workmanship. Folks, listen, by the resurrection, I know I'm going to heaven. By his resurrection, I know I'm in Jesus. By his resurrection, I I know, thank God, in the incarnation, he linked God with man, but in his resurrection, he linked me with God. And I'm saved, 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 and I'm going to heaven. How about you? I hope you don't get up a load today, but thank God, friend, we shouldn't be threatened by death. We ought to be excited about it, amen? I know the last message my preacher preached was on, uh, I fought a good fight, I finished the course, and I've kept the faith. He'd baptized me two weeks before in uh, 1963. I thought it was 64, but I had to check my calendar. It was when I was in the sixth grade. He baptized me. I was the last person he baptized. I was so short. I was so short I had to stand on a block to be baptized. I had a growth spurt later on, I guess. But I want to tell you something, friend. Two weeks later, he preached his last message when I fought a good fight. I finished the course. I kept the faith. The next Monday morning, somebody called my house, told my mother that my pastor had died of a massive heart attack. Folks, I was one of the last converts, and I was there to hear his last message. And thank God, folks, it was about finishing right, finishing the course. And so thanks be to God, friend. We're already there. Number three, real quick, the resurrection assures us that... The believer's death is disarmed and transformed. I want you to look at the end of this chapter, 1 Corinthians chapter 15 real quick, 1 Corinthians 15, and I want you to look at uh, verse 53, some of the most encouraging verses in the Word of God. And I want to tell you something, friend, this ought to be our victory song. I to, I, I'm telling you, I'm sick and tired of people uh, in the survival mode. We're not in the survival mode, we ought to go be on the aggressive mode. I was so thrilled that two people we visited yesterday was here this morning and one of them got baptized and, and and two of them joined the church and it was just by knocking on doors, amen, and inviting people and talking to people and finding out if they're saved or not and asking them. And they're so honest and so open and thank God for it. But folks, I want to tell you something. The Lord's resurrection means a whole lot to a believer because it disarms death and it transforms death. Look at verse 53. See, there ought to be a difference in a Christian and a non-Christian. We ought to die well. We ought to live well. So, says, so this corruption must put on incorruption, and this mortal shall put on immortality. Listen to this now. So when this corruption shall have put on incorruption, and this mortal shall put on immortality, then shall be brought to, listen, to pass, saying that is written, Death is swallowed up in victory. O death, where's thy sting? O grave, where's thy victory? The sting of death is sin, and the strength of sin is the is the law. But thanks be to God. Listen now, thanks be to God, which gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. He's the first fruit, and all of us fruits are going to follow us, amen. My preacher told me a fruitcake left the fruitcake capital world when I moved out of Claxton. He was just kidding. He really loved me, and he trained me good, and I thank God for him. But he died in a young age of a brain tumor, Brother Paul Forsyth. but Austin loved him to death. He was there two months waiting on him to die. But I want to tell you, look at verse 58. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be ye steadfast, unmoved, always abounding in the work of the Lord, for as much as you know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. Oh, friend, listen, I'm going to tell you something. Death is a passageway to a Christian. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, the reason there's a shadow of death because he's the light at the end of the tunnel. Say amen. And so don't threaten me with death. Praise God, it's homecoming. The Bible says it's putting off an old worn-out cloak. First, 2 Peter chapter uh, 1, verse 14, about the exodus. i will have a new body. It's being received. John 14, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If you not so, I told you. And I go prepare a place for you. If I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive in yourself that where I am, there you may be also. Folks, I want to tell you something. I like to be received. Yesterday we knocked on doors and people were so nice, they invited us in. We said, oh, we just want to drop this off. No, come on in. And that was, a, that was refreshing. People wanted to see us, wanted to talk to us, ask questions about their salvation, eternal destiny. And folks, listen, I want to tell you something. Being received, by the Lord Jesus Christ, is death. You're received up into glory. It's a departure, 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 6. My departure's at hand. Folks, the resurrection makes it a departure. And folks, there's a crowd on the shore here that's sad, but there's a great crowd on the other shore that is glad. Say amen. And the ship takes off and everybody's crying, but praise God, there's another group of people on the shore, and when that ship comes in, They're shouting, they're praising God. They're saying, Daddy, I was waiting on you. Husband, I was waiting on you. Hey, wife, I was waiting on you. Hey, granny, I was waiting on you, praise God. I thank God for the the resurrection that changes um, our life, but also changes our death. It's victory over the sting, Satan, sin, the sorry world. Have you ever thought the world would get this bad? Glory to God, I'm telling you what, it's dark out there. And folks, God takes the sting out of it. A little boy and his grandfather was taking a walk down a country lane one day, and a bee began to try to attack the little lad. So as the bee bee flew towards the little grandson, uh, the grandfather reached out his arm and sheltered the little grandson, and the bee stung the grandfather right in the arm. And The bees still swarmed around, and the little uh, child and the little child began to whimper and cry and be scared, and the grandfather reassured the little one and says, it's okay, I took his stinger out, he can't hurt you. Now I want to tell you something, folks, it's okay, child of God, because he took the stinger out of death, amen? And one day we're going to pass through the valley of the shadow of death, we're going to be received, we're going to have a departure into a far better country, Thank God, friend. Thank God the resurrection has transformed death and disarmed it where there's no sting to it. Thank God. Amen. Number four, real quick. i only got five, so we're about finished. Resurrection assures us of a great reunion at the rapture. Now, I preached this about two or three week- Wednesday nights ago. There is no comfort in a post-tribulation rapture. There's no comfort in a no comfort at all in a rapture in the middle of the tribulation. Folks, I want to say this. The Bible says we're going to be caught up to be with the Lord. And it says, comfort one another with these words. Folks, you know what the comfort is? We don't have to spend one day in the tribulation. Say amen. We don't have to spend one day in hell. That's the comfort. The comfort. And Look at First Corinthians chapter 15 again, back in verse 23. Back in verse 23 real quick. The Bible says, But every man in his own order, Christ the firstfruits, afterwards they that are Christ at his coming. Folks, that refers to the first fruit offering, Leviticus chapter 23, verse 10 through 14. You ought to read that sometime. And, folks, it was part of the harvest celebration. This was a feast following the Sabbath day after the Passover, and on the first day of the week, a person would bring the first sheave of the wheat or grain crop and would guarantee the rest of the harvest was also the Lord's. And folks, Jesus rose from the dead on that first day of the week and became the first fruit. And Lord's like a grain of wheat, which died and was planted in the ground and blossomed forth from the grave, guarantee us that we're the rest of the harvest. One day, we second, third, fourth, and ten-thousandth fruits are not going to stay in the grave. But the soul's going home, and one day, the body's going to be resurrected. In a twinkling of an eye, the Bible says in this same chapter, that's one ten-thousandth of a second. And so the cemetery is God acres. It's not being buried, it's being planted. And the Bible says in John 14:19, Yet a little while, and the world seeth me no more. But ye see me, and because I live, ye shall live also. Because Christ is the first fruit, he's guaranteed the whole harvest. And so, folks, let me say this. I believe in the rapture of the church, and I believe in the resurrection, because Jesus overcame death, hell, and the grave for me, and he's the first fruit. Amen? That's what these verses mean. And, folks, I have assurance of that. I have assurance that the rapture could take place any minute and we'll be called up to be with the Lord. And boy, that's going to be a great catching up because the Bible says in 1 John 3, 2, it says, Beloved, now we are the sons of God, and it not yet appeared what we shall be, but we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him. That's a glorified body, for we shall see him as he is. So when the harvest is going to take place, I don't know but it could be any minute. It's going to be a glorious harvest. Then last but not least, fifthly, the resurrection symbolizes the Christian believer's present spiritual resurrection. The Bible says in Romans chapter 6 and verse 4, if you'll turn with me there, please. Romans 6, 4. I don't know when I started this message, but I'm not going to be long. Romans 6, 4, the Bible says, Therefore we are buried with him by baptism unto death, Like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we should walk in newness of life. Folks, don't say you can't overcome sin. Say you won't. Because Christ overcame sin for us. Amen. We can walk in newness of life. Some of my favorite verses are found in Ephesians chapter 1. Would you turn there with me in verse 19 and 20? Ephesians 1, 19 and 20. Thank you for listening so well. Ephesians chapter 1, 19 and 20. You know, I got these new glasses and I can't see anybody sleeping right now. It's a a miracle. Amen. Thank the Lord. Because this is Easter Sunday night and y'all are doing so good. And I thank God you're here. But Ephesians chapter 1, 19 and 20 thrills my heart. I mean, this is a, this is, you talk about energized bunny. I shouldn't have said bunny on Easter. Praise God. We ain't bunny worshipers. By the way, what? In, where in the world did the Easter egg come from? Bunnies don't lay Easter eggs. They lay other bunnies, amen? A lot of them. Say amen. This is the craziest time of the year sometimes, and I don't mind that and, you know, buy your kids some chocolates and have a good time, but don't put it before God. Come on, say amen. I mean, this is not bunny day. This is God's day. This is not from fort lower. Hey, listen, I going to tell you something. The only thing you had to look forward to is an Easter egg hunt. I feel sorry for you. Folks, I'll tell you what, you ought to gather your children in the house of God and say, He lives! He lives! And He can change your life radically. And I'll say this, and I'll say it with all my heart. You substitute other things for God, you're going to get in trouble one day and the next generation is going to grow up in excess. and They want to acknowledge God. You ought to honor God. You ought to put Him first. You ought to not do it because you have to. You ought to do it because you want to. And there's a Holy Ghost inside of you moving you to be like Christ. And these verses thrill my soul, and I'll try to quit with this, if you don't mind. And you said, no, I don't mind, because I'm sleepy. It says in verse 19, here it is. What is the exceeding greatness of His power to usward? That's personal. That's day by day living. It says, we talked about death. Now let's talk about life a little bit. It says, and what is the exceeding greatness of his power to us who believe according to the working of his mighty power? But I like verse 20. The best commentary on the Bible is the Bible. It says, which is, now listen, which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead. And set him on the right hand in heavenly places, far above all principalities, powers, might, and dominion, every name that is named, not only in this world, but also in that is to come, and hath put all things under his feet, and gave to him him the head over all things to the church, which is the body for the fullness of him that filleth all in all. Let me just say this, friend. He's all in all. I know y'all struggling, but I'm just gonna I'm gonna finish right here. He's all in all. He ought to be all in all. But I want to tell you something. He has all power. He has all authority. And, folks, he has a great plan for your life, and he has a great power to fulfill it. What is the power toward usward? It's the power of the resurrection. So don't say you can't serve God. Don't say you can't overcome your little habits. Don't say you can't overcome your little uh, problems. Don't say you can't overcome fear. Don't say you can't overcome this Uh, dark age that we live in. Thank God, friend, we're more than conquerors because the power of God's in us. It's the resurrection power. We pass from death into life when we got saved and we ought to live like it. Lazarus didn't apologize for being raised from the dead. He just followed Jesus. Oh, friend, the resurrection is a guarantee. One day he's coming again, number six. I thought I was finished. I really did. But he's coming again. And I'll just read this one verse and we'll go. Acts 17, 31. Because he hath appointed a day in which he will judge the world in righteousness by the man whom he hath ordained. Wherefore he hath assurance unto all men and that he raised him from the dead. You know what that's saying? The resurrected Lord's coming again and not, as a judge, I mean, not as a savior, but as a judge. He's going to speak one word, and the, wo- and the blood's going to be up to the stirrups of the horses. He's going to just proclaim his name, a name above every name, and there'll be instant victory at the second coming. Read Revelation 19, 11 through 20. Y'all can't stay awake long enough to hear it right now, but y'all can read it at home. A young man was rescued from drowning by a total stranger Several years later, he was standing before the same man who happened to be a judge. As the judge sentenced him to death, the young man cried out, Don't you remember me? You saved my life. How can you sentence me to die? And the judge replied, A few months ago, son, I was your Savior. Today, I'm your judge. You you ought to accept the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior or you'll stand before Him one day in hell as your judge. The Bible says in Romans 10, 9, if you'll confess with your mouth and believe that God has raised Him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. Thank be to God that, folks, I have some assurance tonight. I'm sure I'm saved. I'm sure death's not going to be a final victory for me, uh, against me, but it's going to be for me. And I have assurance that I can live in the newness of life, and that one day we're all going to be together at the rapture, and thank God He's coming again. and We're coming with Him if we're saved. Let's pray. Father, thank You so much for this time together. Uh, just to review this chapter and to read these verses. Lord to realize that we're more than conquerors and even death has no victory over us. And God that we can have newness of life. And Lord because you're the first fruit, we are the uh the rest of the harvest. And thank God we can we can reign in in this life and on this uh, on this earth one day 10,000 years thousands of years. And Lord we thank you for that. Lord it's high time we wake out of Awake to righteousness. And Lord, I pray to God that you'd help us to live resurrected lives, powerful lives, peaceful lives, lives of full assurance because you live in us. Lord, thank you for today. Thank you for the wonderful services. Thank you for the good singing of the trio this morning and Boys and girls, tonight the Greer family. Thank you, dear, dear God, for the Lord's supper, and thank you, dear God, that you receded it all. And you said it is finished. You weren't finished. The work was finished, and Lord, up from the grave you rose to prove your de- deity, but also, Lord, prove that your death was not in vain. Thank you for Calvary. Thank you for your blood. Thank you for the death, burial, and resurrection. May we get so excited about the gospel we take it to a lost and dying world that's never heard. Lord, use this for your glory. With every head bowed, every eye closed, just a moment of invitation. How I many glad you saved tonight? Would you raise your hand as a happy testimony? You know for sure if you died, you'd go to heaven because of the finished work of Calvary and the resurrection of Lord Jesus Christ. If anyone who couldn't raise your hand and say, "Preacher, pray for me, I'd like to be saved. Be a good day to be saved. Anyone? You're not sure you're saved. How many of you say, Preacher, I'm saved, but I'm not reigning, and I'm not I'm not victorious as I ought to, and I need strength to to uh, yield to the resurrection power in my life. And I just want to yield more of my life to Him. It's your prayer tonight. Would you raise your hand high for prayer requests? God bless you all over this place. Thank you. Thank you for being here. You've really encouraged my heart. And I thank God for you. I thank God for you. Amen. I see those hands. Anybody else? Father, thank you for the guarantee of the resurrection. Thank you for the full assurance of the resurrection. Thank you, dear God, for your blessed word that makes it very clear that we can live in newness of life because of the blessed assurance that we know you can overcome death Hell and the grave, Satan and sin, just for us through the death, the burial, and the resurrection. Thank you, dear God. We worship you tonight. We praise you. God, help us to go out through this week and be proof positive evidence of the aliveness of God through a yielded life. We'll thank you for the privilege. In Jesus' name, amen.